Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow in your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve, your host. And today we're going to do things a little bit differently to kind of wrap up the year and take a break over Christmas and move into the new year. So today I am here with one of our team members at Greenhouse, Jacqueline Dugan, our experience manager, and she's going to kind of interview me this time. (laughs) It's so fun to be here. It's fun to be on this side of the microphone. Yeah, it is fun, (laughs) especially since you're usually here silently lurking in the background. (laughs) weird it's so weird (laughs) but this year has been a really big year for greenhouse and so we wanted to just take some time to reflect on all that's happened and what we've learned what we're excited about and uh just kind of take a breath in that way and then and take a break so this is going to be our last scheduled podcast for 2019 and then we're going to kind of take a week off and be back january 1st um, with some good stuff for all of you to listen to also it's worth mentioning that Tommy is not in the studio with us right now because he is actually wrapping up his first book. And I know we've mentioned it here and there on the podcast if you've been listening along, but uh, Tommy just finished writing his first book and is kind of in some of the final stages to be able to launch that next year. We're really excited about it. It's called Breathe Again, and it's it touches on a lot of the topics that we've been talking about here, but is kind of his holistic story and practical guide to how, you know, how can you actually create more space in your life to do what's important and also just to be a person who is living fully and enjoying and uh, fulfilling life. So that's exciting too. Yeah, Tommy, we're, we're rooting for you over here. We're really, (laughs) really excited about your book. Well, on that note, Steve, I'm going to take the microphone back for the rest of this episode. Steve, it's been a huge year. For greenhouse um just right off the bat how are you feeling i guess kind of going into the end of the year yeah it has been a huge year and i think i'm so forward oriented that i'd never even think about that so mm. you know for everyone listening if you know the team here at all you know this was clearly <laughs> jacqueline's idea to do a year in review because i would just be barreling forward so i mean even doing this episode was helpful to mm. think to stop and think mm. because we should do that more often and i as i stopped to think i was realizing wow we've we've accomplished a lot in the sense that we focused on our mission and our vision and and really stuck to kind of the goals that we set out to do so yeah it's been a full year but it kind of leads into an even fuller year next year yeah yeah that's awesome i think there's so much to be said when we look back, I think we're able to look forward better and we're able to better prepare and maybe make right on some things that we wish we could have done differently, but also just take what we've learned and move forward with a fresh step. Yeah. Well, it's those funny moments like recently in the office, we've been talking a lot about like, wait a minute, we need to actually live, practice what we preach. Right. So, you know, we, we took the whole month of December to really slow Mm -hmm. down, cut things out and be able to do the kind of strategic planning and clarity setting that, you know, we talk about doing every day with other people. (laughs) Yeah. Which y'all, that is so hard. It has been hard hard. to say no to things. And 
I can kind of be the keeper of the calendar around here. And it's hard to say no to people that would be great to work with and catch up with. But um, it's all in the sake of like needing to prepare well for next year. But it's yeah, worth it. It is. Isn't there just there's something really freeing about creating that kind of space or having creating that kind of clarity on what you need to focus on? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's funny how we talk about this stuff every day, but then mm-hmm. when you really press pause to to lean into it yourself, you realize, oh yeah, this stuff actually works. <laughs> it does, but it's a practice yeah. too, right? Like if you don't do it, it's harder to get going again. It's something you have to constantly have as a rhythm, I think, in your daily practice or in your business practice too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a lot of people know, one of the main things we talk about in the greenhouse method is mm. whether you're an individual or organization, you need to have a weekly, kind of a weekly rhythm mm. where you reflect and learn, but you also look forward and plan and get focused. And I think some of the some of the clarity we were able to get about next year, mm. where we're focused on, where, you know, how we're living out our vision is very much a product of having a weekly rhythm throughout the year mm. so that we weren't just shooting in the dark on what we want to do next year, but it's like an mm. accumulation of what we've learned and how we've kind of honed things in over time. Yeah, yeah. What or how do you want to see that rhythm played out next year? What, like, in a dream scenario, if you could have the week defined in a yeah. certain way, what would you want it uh, to look like? Well, we've talked about it many times, especially <laughs> when me and Tommy jam on the podcast about this idea of creating blocks of time for, for deep work. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot of people who do more creative work kind of naturally understand this or have to do this. You know, you can't write a song in 20 minute chunks scattered across a month. Like, you kind of need to have these times where you sit down and you get in the flow of something. Mm. And, you know, so many of our conversations always come back Mm -hmm. to that. And we've been honing in, like, what are the best days for this or that? What are the best times Mm -hmm. of the day for this kind of activity or that kind of activity? And, you know, a lot of what we've mapped out for next year is, hey, Mondays should be a day where we really don't take meetings and we don't get busy. We just really focus on the highest, most important most significant thing of the week. Okay. There's a great start to the week already, Mm -hmm. right? Which Mm -hmm. means planning can't be on Monday. Planning needs to be on Friday. Yeah. So you can hit the ground running on Monday, right? That was a huge revelation. Oh my gosh. It made it so much easier. Yeah. To get going. Yeah. But you don't learn that stuff without trying. We tried all kinds of different things as a group and individually. And then something I'm really excited about that, that just clicked the other day for us Mm -hmm. was, um, having a couple days really blocked out Mm. per week for like the thing that each person is trying to focus on. And then a day of the week that's more about team coming together, sharing learnings, making plans, updating on status, you know, having all the meeting stuff Mm -hmm. so you can more be in that mode. Um, And then it creates the kind of like the canvas for, okay, if we've set priorities, if we set clear vision and goals, then those are the spaces we can, do those things yeah live them out (laughs) yeah but it's like one without the other doesn't make sense so Mm. yeah um yeah it feels good that we're starting to hone in our rhythms but again just lots of trying different stuff and reflecting each week okay what worked what didn't yeah I think something I've so enjoyed 
about being on the team. And I think something that makes the rhythms easy to um, work through is having weekly feedback. Steve, will you share with everybody what we've been doing with the weekly feedback? Yes. And again, I feel like I need to caveat all these things. It applies personally and professionally. But one thing we're doing on the team is every week giving some some feedback to each other. And what I love about that is <laughs> I love that it's a little bit um, jarring because that word, especially in maybe corporate realms, is associated with negative stuff. Feedback right. means right. somebody has beef they need to share or you're in <laughs> trouble, right? Right. And, and so we, we're trying to actually press into that word and use it in positive ways too. And so every week or after any big event or kind of engagement is just quickly share some feedback. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to last five hours. It doesn't have to be a big formal document. Just, Hey, Jacqueline, what did I do? Well, what could I do better? Um, you know, is there anything that was just like a miss this Mm -hmm. week or Mm -hmm. that kind of bothered you and just clear, it's almost like clearing the table, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're a neat freak like me, it just feels good (laughs) to clear the table. (laughs) It just, it's clear. And you know, I think so many of the problems in the workplace mm. or that start to infringe on our fulfillment is because there's that lingering stuff or that bitterness that's boiling mm-hmm. under the surface mm-hmm. or that thing that's just like not being addressed. And then so you get the chance to address those, but also you can encourage and kind of help people do more of what they're doing well. Yeah. Right. Because if you're only focused on negative, well, there's a lot of things you're doing really well or that. Um, you're doing right that you want to build on and do more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly that's a <laughs> that was a big answer. Clearly yeah. that was something that <laughs> that mattered this year. Yeah, I feel like the weekly feedback also in some ways takes what we have in the corporate world of like year end reviews and like instead makes it a weekly practice. You're not having to wait until the end of the year to get like everything off your chest of like all the things you've done well <laughs> or all the yeah. things you need to work on. It's like no real time we're able to give each other feedback of you can work on this or you did this really well. Please keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it lightens the tension. Like mm-hmm. there's less emotion built up when it's real time, but also it's just not fair if, you know, at the end of the year you say, Hey Steve, you know, back in March, you did this <laughs> right. thing. It's like, well, yeah. so you've just been holding that for <laughs> nine months. Cool. But, uh, mm. yeah, I think it's really powerful. Plus, the world changes every day now. Mm. The pace of change mm-hmm. is ridiculously, I don't know, accelerated than what a year long period of time gives you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if our lives are kind of shifting and evolving every day, but then we only yeah. give and receive feedback once a year, it just doesn't right. make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, definitely. I feel like we need to go into the corporate world and just like make that change right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Steve, something you said a few minutes ago that I want to hop back to because I think it's important and maybe not everybody knows, but you said um, something about a weekly rhythm and setting aside a good chunk of time for deep work. Can you share a little bit more about like what deep work is and like what that would mean to somebody who's maybe like a non-creative? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And um, this is actually a topic that um, Tommy originally introduced it to me because mm-hmm. he read the book called Deep Work. Oh, uh, I believe okay. it's by Cal Newport. And it's mm-hmm. a great book. Encourage anyone who hasn't who hasn't to read it. But um, 
this is kind of blowing my mind because I've seen deep work on the calendar forever. And I just thought it was something that we made up. Yeah. No, this is Cal Newport's Yeah, okay. credit. Maybe he needs to get a royalty from our calendar. Probably, probably. <laughs> but um, the idea is, is basically that important work, creative work, hmm. et cetera, needs big chunks of time. Mm-hmm. And especially... Um, and there's a lot of brain research behind this as well. It takes time to kind of ramp up and get in the flow of something. Mm. Like I've always thought about it like pushing a car on the side of the road. You know, if a friend's car stalls and you have to Mm -hmm. kind of like push it off. At first, everyone's leaning all their weight in and it's not even moving. Mm. And then it starts to creep and roll. And then finally it builds momentum and Mm. it's going and it's really easy to push. Yeah. Well, it takes time to like get the car rolling. Mm. And so with really big or important or creative work or just things where you need to be very focused, which, mm. you know, take any of your top priority things. They, mm. they usually need that. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get into the flow and to get that car moving. And so, but our typical schedules and our, our societal norms is like, bam, 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 you know, like bouncing around <laughs> right, every 10 right. minutes to something yeah. different yeah. or being in your inbox and like mm. constantly a new message that, that mm. redirects your attention to a different topic. Yeah. Um, and then if you're like me, even during your deep work sessions, you often just get the like impulsive urge to check your email or, you know, <laughs> yeah. check your Instagram or something. Yeah. But that breaks, that breaks the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think if we're talking about in our lives and in our work, doing the most important stuff and Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, living into a mission or a calling, well, then it requires a different way of ordering our time. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. So all that being said, what what are you looking forward to next year? (laughs) Okay, everybody. So Jacqueline asked me the fateful question of like, what you know, looking back on the year, what did we accomplish? What are we most excited about? And my mind goes a million places, but I actually was like, maybe let me take a look at some of the numbers. And so it was interesting because we, we coached in terms of like one-on-one coaching, we coached over 50 different individuals into, you know, understanding more of how they're wired, what are their strengths and passions, what's their calling and mission and, and really kind of take next steps into more fulfilling work. Mm, yeah. So that gives me a lot of joy to think about. And huge shout out to all of our coachees because it is really, really hard to do internal work, y'all. It is. I am a product <laughs> of one-on-one coaching and it's really, really hard and it takes a lot of discipline and heart and you have to challenge yourself to think pretty intrinsically and that feels so counterintuitive when you're just you're just trying to swim along I think in life a lot of times so huge shout out to all over 50 of you I agree especially because yeah to to commit to that work Mm, and to invest in yourself in that Mm -hmm. way it it is hard yeah Uh, so that was really fun we had 10 different consulting clients so organizations companies Mm. we worked with teams and that's just so fun because mm. teams have so much more potential they're not <laughs> tapping into. Yeah. Come on. So uh, we were able to help teams figure out, you know, things like their core values, their cultural team norms, yeah. and really set priorities and, and start to work in a way that allows you to focus on the priorities, 
But then on top of that, actually tap into the unique value yeah. and purpose that each person brings to the team. Yeah, for right? sure. Like you've got this collection of people with all these passions and abilities and, and so much of it is just sitting there wasted. And so I think for all of us, it's really fulfilling to see teams come more to life. Yeah, I um, think like the f- most fun experience we had was we had a team that literally booked a night at the Boar's Head in Charlottesville and we all went up. It was like a 24-hour retreat of sorts and this team dug into their core values as a team and just the fact that they took time away from their busy work schedule. I mean, this is a really like highly leadership-oriented team. They have a ton of responsibility and a ton of work on their plates and they set aside the time to go up there and we had a blast it was so fun it was very fun yeah especially because there was that part where we people had to start kind of debating oh right um (laughs) i don't know maybe because it's a little unfair it's really fun to facilitate debate so fun because you're not part of it (laughs) oh man yeah but you know we've tried to do a lot of the stuff we preach on our team and Mm, and really uh this year another big accomplishment has been starting to really pull together the core greenhouse team. And I think we just have an incredible team that uh, is going to bring so much good stuff to life next year. Um, So many good things. (laughs) Which, you know, that probably leads into where you're going to take us next. But but I also want to just note, we're one year into this podcast. That is so crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So crazy. That is so crazy. I can remember years ago thinking, man, what a dream it would be to like do a podcast. <laughs> also, to all of our listeners, there is a lot that goes into having a podcast. It is not just sitting in front of a microphone. It's really, we have a pretty cool engineer that helps us. And um, yeah, it's there's a lot that goes into it, but it's so fun. So if you have the opportunity to start one, we're, we're big fans yeah. of it. Yeah, and you know, if you're like, if you're just tuning in or new to, to this podcast, I'd encourage you to look, just scroll back over the year and see some of the guests we had. Yes. Because that's been the other fun thing is just meeting some really incredible people, yeah. hearing their stories, getting wisdom and advice from them. And um, man, we've had some incredible people on the podcast and a lot of a lot of good ones lined up for next year too. So that was kind of a little bit of like, where have we been this year? <laughs> I guess a few different places. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of places, a lot of places. Um, what do you want to be telling us a year from now, Steve? Ah, now you're coaching me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. I have a couple of things I want to say on this. Mm. And again, your question got me thinking and I just realized sometimes it just takes a while to find your thing. You know, like this is what we work with people on all the time. And yet Mm -hmm. here we are, you know, a company doing work every day. And yet I'd say it's been a good three years to figure out our thing. Mm. And so it's been really fun that it feels like Greenhouse, we finally figured out our thing. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we all about? What's what is our core kind of purpose and offering? And it has so much to do with taking the goodness that happens in that coaching or consulting place and, and helping bring it to more people. And so, you know, we've been in the process of developing this, this digital tool, Mm -hmm. if you will, and Mm -hmm. community where people can kind of figure out what's next in their life and learn more about themselves and what they desire, tap into their strengths and passions. 
and they can kind of do it on their own, but with a friend Mm. go through this process. And so, I mean, I think we're all getting pretty giddy about bringing this to the world next year. Um, But it's all wrapped up in this little package called the Mm. greenhouse method. And I think what's really important to note is it took a few years to figure out our thing Mm. and, and it took testing and trying and failing and learning. And so again, it goes back to those weekly rhythms of what are you trying, but then what are you learning from it is more important. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect on the first shot. Yeah. Almost anything in life is like this. And yet we have this culture that's kind of like, we got to get it out there perfect the first time because, you know, everything in the media seems like it's just polished and perfect the first time. Mm. And so I just want to encourage anyone who's feeling stuck or who's trying to build something new or just figure, figure out direction in their life. Like it takes a while to find your thing even even as a company like yeah. we've been operating and yet it took until now to find our thing yeah um i don't know i find a lot of freedom in just knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and realizing that the value in doing stuff isn't getting it right it's it's in the learning yeah 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 so yeah we've had you know pe- some people have been involved in our previous two kind of digital course launches where we are testing some of those ideas and learning and refining it and someone the other day was, I, I was like, yeah, we're, we're launching the greenhouse method next year. And they said, well, I thought you already had that up and running. I was like, well, yeah, like <laughs> version one yeah, <laughs> and version two right. and version three. It's like the iOS yeah. like updates. That's yeah. Like where we're at right well, now. yeah, we get yeah. a new phone every year because, yeah. you know, they're learning and improving it along the mm-hmm. way. So, um, so I don't know, to me, that's been a really, um, yeah, there's just a lot of satisfaction mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. seeing that, but also a lot of excitement for what's to come. And and I guess the second part of the answer <laughs> is I think something we've done really well. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things we've messed up or failed at, just like any mm-hmm. organization or team. But something we've done really well is prioritized our own company culture. Yeah, so true. So true. I'm so proud of that because mm. especially in startups, it's so easy to push that off for later. Yeah. There's yep. too much to do to focus on these intangible, mm. squishy things. And mm-hmm. we've really prioritized culture and start to build the culture we want 10, 20 years from now. And I'm really proud of that, but you can already see the fruit of that. Yeah. I mean, even I think even what we're doing this month in December by backing off on a few things and we are doing a lot of internal, you know, company culture work of our own. It's already paying dividends. We're already noticing a difference that we have time for these team meetings that really matter. They matter a lot. And I think it's going to build the foundation for what we need to do next year. But then, you know, moving forward, even after that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's so many elements of that. We probably don't have time mm-hmm. to go into them all, but one that one that's kind of top of mind because right now we're so focused on it is our own development plans and our yeah. own um, our own kind of internal work of where could each person do their best work, mm-hmm. where could each person kind of be leveraged um, in the best way, and uh, yeah, those developmental conversations take time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the feedback stuff yeah. we mentioned, development and personal growth, man, those take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you. Sometimes those conversations can feel like 
in the back of your mind, it's like, yeah, but I've got those tasks I need to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It feels really good to look back on this year mm-hmm. and say, we really prioritized that. We made space for it. And, you know, we're, we're all growing and improving mm-hmm. as a result. Mm-hmm. Well, Steve, it's been such a good year. So good. <laughs> and I, okay, also, I've only, I've been on the team for six months. So I haven't even been here for the full year. And I still feel like, at least from June when I started till now. So many cool things have happened. Um, so yeah, be encouraged. This is such a good thing that you're building here. And I know I'm really biased because <laughs> I'm on the team, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a good one. We're all, we're all really proud. Yeah. Same here. Um, I don't know why I feel like I need to give a plug because <laughs> You're right. You've only been on the team six months, which is crazy. It feels like it's been years already. But yourself and a couple other uh, Mm. newer people of the team have been coaching individuals as well. Mm. And so if anyone's listening and you made it this far in this episode, (laughs) just know that um, Jacqueline will have some openings in the new year for new coaching clients. Sure do. Uh, do. Yeah. Incredible coach. Mm. Really, really, really valuable stuff. So Um, I think, yeah, it's just been fun to have, to have so many great people kind of join, join in this mission and bring their gifts to it and Mm, excited for what's to come next year. Okay. So Steve, what is one practical thing we can do out of this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I was thinking about it and actually this is just a good time for goal setting, especially because this airs kind of after we all should have done some goal setting, <laughs> well, but most of us, yeah. let's be honest, haven't yet. <laughs> no. Um, and even for people who feel overwhelmed by goal setting or like it doesn't mm-hmm. fit them as a person, uh, if you go all the way back to the early in this podcast, we uh, we did an episode called Goal Setting for the Non-Goal Setter. And mm-hmm. it was about um, a simple system that can just help you to set some clear goals not overwhelming, not complex, not something you're just going to do the exercise and then never follow up on. And so um, we're going to bring that tool back out. Mm -hmm. In fact, we built a module around it for our last digital course launch, and we're going to make that module available in this episode. So so good. if you go to the show notes, we'll have a link to it. It's called Simple Goal Setting, and it's kind of this interactive module. You can do it on your phone or your laptop. And it'll guide you through just the simple steps to set some clear goals for the year. And then what do you do from there to actually try to accomplish them or live into them the way we've been talking about um, in this episode? Awesome. I'm going to download it right away. (laughs) Here at the Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions. They are a company that provides virtual assistants and bookkeepers and social media managers. We want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients. His name is Dave Richards, the CEO and lead coach for Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me when I was focused on growing my business, you know, I can think of recently, um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. And it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to confidently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on 
preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me, how can I give more? This constant prodding of, you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and you want more information, we have partnered with Belay to offer $200 off of your startup costs. And if you want to learn more about that or have a free consultation with a member of the Belay team, just click the link in the show notes or go to belaysolutions.com backslash next step. All right, I'm going to turn it back on you now. Okay. And this is your big chance to do your book reco. Y'all, <laughs> you better this eat, get is, it right. Don't mess up. <laughs> gosh, this is like seriously my favorite part of every episode because uh-huh. I love to read. I love books and I'm always like really interested to hear like what people would say. Um, I personally am a big fan of Shauna Nyquist. Um, and I actually over the summer I went back and read some of her old ones. And um, I think now that I've read all of them, I think I would say uh, Bittersweet was probably my favorite. So I would definitely recommend that one, especially if you're in a season of time where some things feel hard and some things feel really good too, which most of us pretty much live in that all the time, but she just talks about it really well. So I'd recommend that. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to subscribe and come on, do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It'll help others find the show too.